welcome. You're listening to Live with Kathy on the air. Let us say bonjour. Hello. Hello, Kathy. Yes, who's calling? I need some help. My uh-huh. name is Erica. Erica. You like to exercise, right? Yes, yes. Because I'm really fat and I need to lose some weight. How large? Uh, How large are you? Uh, I'm 600 pounds. What? What's the big deal? You, uh, I, I six, uh, it, that, uh, you, I'm speechless. So that's, what should I do? Well, first of all. Uh, just like my dad. He's always making fun of me. In this day and age, Erica, I'm sorry, dear. That is unacceptable. No one weighs that much. Listen, I'm going to put my dad on the phone. I don't need this. Think of your heart. Hello? Yes. I need your help. Well, well, let me tell you something. She's so fat. It's wild. But how did it happen? You saw it coming up. It just doesn't happen overnight. This is breakfast. Sodas, um, those those chili dogs. No. cheese on it. Then you know what, darling? Lasagna, stuffing, turkey, cranberry sauce. What else? Stop it right now. It's her choice. When you get so fat, when you get into the 700 range, your fat has nowhere to go, so it goes into your legs. My dear, it's her choice. She's smart enough, she's intelligent, and she knows what's going to happen. The belly fat covers any genitalia. No, my dear, let them... And her elbows even have tits. Uh, uh, stop right there. It's her choice. I mean, it's unfucking believable All right, but my dear... You said he's bad. You need to talk to my grandpa. No, dear. Talk to him. Hello? Hello? All the fossils like diet books. Oh, let them be. Our greatest power... Is that of choice? No. You know, uh, I can't. People. I eat. I eat three meals a day. Then you know what, darling? It is your choice. They buy choices. these exercise belts. They should take the belts and wrap them around their mouth. It's their choice. Oh, all the stress is making me stop my face. Wait Are a minute. Yeah, that no dear. You're an idiot. I'm a fat fucking pig. That is I'm a it. fucking monster. Just keep eating chicken. Shut up. Nope. Uh-uh. Bye-bye. I'm fucking stuff on my face because of you. Oh, no. No, I don't know, man. I hated to cut him off, but I didn't want to. Please, if you're going to call in, be charming and a gentleman. I don't need any of that, so... Uh, Consider yourself scolded for not being a gentleman. And don't blame anyone else. I don't care if you're one pound or you're 10,000 pounds. It is because of your choices. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, now. Man, man. I had a bad night last night. I was convinced I had coronavirus. And for real, I mean, I really... How did you get that impression? Well, I went to the gym, and then I was like paranoid I got coronavirus at the gym, or I got it here. But nothing happened? Like, nobody sneezed in your face? No, but I touched surfaces, and, you know, I mean, let's face it. They tell you not to touch anything and then touch your mouth. I don't know if I touched my mouth. So I knew I had it, and my legs were achy, and my throat was feeling dry, and I said, oh, fuck, now i got to deal with the coronavirus. 
but I went to bed early. And you got rid of it. Yeah, and Beth was like, get away from me if you got coronavirus. <laughs> I said, you know, and if I have coronavirus, then you have it already, too. <laughs> right? Well, probably if you've been hanging around pre-symptoms Because we were watching, her. We were watching Bachelor. We got it a little bit early, so we were watching Bachelor, and I was like, there was a romantic moment, and I wanted to hold her hand. And she said, you got coronavirus. Don't hold my hand. <laughs> I said, you know what? You have coronavirus already if I have it. You're driving yourself crazy. Oh my god! And then, (laughs) so I went to bed early. Beth was like, "It was even too early for her." I went to bed at like six thirty, and said, "I'll get rid of the coronavirus in one night if I just sleep it out." (laughs) I'm going crazy from the coronavirus. I really don't want to get it. I I don't have time for it. I just, I just don't want to get it, and I know. I know I'm going to. I live in Manhattan, and it's spreading. That's a wonderful attitude to I take. know. I have a bad... You see, I told you, you have a good attitude. I have a bad attitude. <laughs> yes, We're opposites. You always uh, go to the worst-case scenario immediately. Well, I don't want to spend all mor- morning on coronavirus, but here's Bob the doctor from Virginia who has advice. Go ahead, Bob the doctor. Good morning. Morning. What, what do you want to add to this discussion? Well, I think I was, uh, I just got back from China a couple weeks ago. I had to go there on kind of short notice. Um, and it, uh, the, the thing with the masks is really everybody's trying to buy up these N95 masks. They're really no purpose to it. The, the purpose of the mask is to keep you from touching your face, but right. wearing them out in public is really useless. And the gloves are equally useless because People who aren't trained wear the gloves all the time, but they're still touching their face. Of and course. If they touch anything with the virus. Right. So if I'm wearing gloves face. now and I touch the virus, I'm still going to touch my face with the gloves unless I'm wearing a mask. And I can't do the show with a mask on. I mean, you drive yourself insane. But you don't need to wear a mask in this studio. Buy a little pack of Clorox wipes, come in, put on gloves, wipe down the studio and the phone and anything yeah. else anybody might have touched. All right, I'll, I'll, sit, I'll, I'll, I'll become a cleaning man. Okay, I mean, don't de- become a cleaning man. I'm not going to sit and, and wipe down. It. I mean, my God. All right, Bob, thanks. Good luck with that. Well, I don't know why he's in China anyway. He's a doctor. He doesn't need to go to China. Ching Chong Charlie. <laughs> Bob, why my, are you rushing off? Died. Oh, your brother died. What's he doing in China? He uh, was a teacher. He ran a program for uh, to teach English to Chinese students and get them into uh, qualified for American universities. He couldn't teach here? Uh, well, he speaks seven languages, and uh, he got a pretty good job in China. He, right. he did teach here for a number of years. Well. He didn't die of corona. Uh, no, no, he didn't. But uh, he died right when it was starting to get bad. So I went over at the end of January, and my wife was all freaked out about it. And, I, you know, I said, I'm an ER doctor. I'm face-to-face with sick people every day. I'll be fine. But it was an eerie place to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I flew over on a 777 that had 13 passengers on it. Wow. <clears throat> wow. All right, Bob. Sorry about your brother. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Hey, I just want to say, I've been listening to you since you were on DC 101. Wow. That's like 100 years ago. He's an OG. (laughs) Yeah. You're an original gangster. I was actually... 
Yeah. Do you remember where that studio was? Your studio was. That was in my precinct when I was a cop. You went from cop to doctor? Wow. Yeah, I can't decide what I want to be when I grow up. What an amazing guy. He was a cop, and then he was a doctor. And, uh, well, hey, all right, Bob. Thanks, man. All right. Later. Thanks. Bye. I, I don't know why you you uh, you can't clean, huh? Is that listen, beneath Ra- you? Listen, no, it's not beneath me. It's just I'm exhausted. I, you know, I come in <laughs> in the morning. I barely have time to get ready for the show. I can't start wiping down now. I mean, you, I, I, I can't do it. I'm, have I'm you a, ever heard of delegating? Well, I think people have been wiping down. Gary, is that right? People wipe down. Please tell me somebody's wiping. Gary's down. Bill yes, yes, every morning. Someone's wiping down for me. <clears throat> Good. <clears throat> A thousand people working here. Someone can wipe down. Yeah, last night I was sure I had the coronavirus. I still think I have it, but I'm fighting it off. You're so silly. Well, you know that your brain can can make things happen. Yeah. Then why would you think that? I'm supposed to work out today. I don't even know if I'm going to because I'm fighting the coronavirus. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Oh, I want to go home. I just I got to get out of this. I had a nightmare last night. It was that same radio fucking nightmare. I had the worst night's sleep. I don't know. It, it's the same dream over and over again. I was laying in bed. I, I'm, I was a, I'm me. I'm successful radio guy, but for some reason now, I have to resort to getting a job at WLIR radio, like, which is like a little tiny radio station on Long Island. And I'm there, and it's my first day, and I'm unprepared. And I go in the studio. The jock before me has been playing Jimi Hendrix Purple Haze. And I'm listening to it, and I'm getting my log together. I'm looking for all the commercials I have to play. I'm looking for the next record. And and Purple Haze runs out. Just runs out. And I go, oh, fuck. I'm supposed to be some big hotshot DJ. The record ran out. I don't even know where the records are. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? It's an album. Let it just go to the next track. Well, the next track comes on. It turns out it wasn't Jimi Hendrix Experience. It was a compilation record. The next song is a very soft starting song. You can barely hear it. So there is so much dead air. And I can't even find the microphone button to go on and go, hey, man, you know, it's my first day and blah, 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 blah. So the record finally comes on. It's a song, and at the end of the song, it starts in about some girl giving a guy a blowjob. <laughs> now I'm like, the word blowjob is on the air. I'm going to get fired from this shit radio station. I obviously need the job. And I'm flipping out in my dream. And then I'm looking through the log, and it says Howard Stern, where, where it's my show, and where the commercials are supposed to be played, and I don't have one commercial ready to play. Oh, my God. I woke up in a panic. I was sweating. Such anxiety around this dream. Had it a million times. Horrible. Horrible. I wanted to jump out a window. You know, there I'm laying in bed fighting the coronavirus. I'm sweating. My legs are achy. What? Did you do Peloton or anything yesterday? No, I went to the gym. Oh, so you did weights. I did weights, and then every minute I'm I'm busy with that uh, uh, gel to, to 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 get the germs off of me. Oh! But your legs were aching from doing exercise. I don't know. 
Feels like coronavirus to me. <laughs> You've never had it. How do you know? How I, I said to Beth, I really want to move right now today to Montana and get a thousand acres for like $12 because <laughs> it's Montana. Is a thousand acres enough? Yeah, that should isolate me. And I said, it's just going to be you and me. I said, you're going to have to, you know, you'll need to do a lot more chores, like churn butter. And... It's going to be like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, and I'll, I'll just. You're not even going to have supplies brought in. You'll make everything. No, because that's how you get the coronavirus. <laughs> I said, you'll, you'll have to build a well. <laughs> I said, but man, we're doing this wrong. What am I doing in Manhattan? I'm all freaked out. Oh, I need a break. Well, you should have called your health care professional. Did you do that? No, I'm not going to bother. Get tested if you think you have it. No, they don't know. Who am I going to go to? You have a GP. GP. (laughs) (laughs) If I have it, I have it. I don't even want to know. I'm just going to stay home and relax. Try to get over it. They have nothing to do. There's nothing they can do for you anyway. Yeah, but you're here now. Suppose you do have it. You're infecting everything. Oh, I want all of you to have it if I have it. <laughs> I really do. I'll be honest. That's not nice. I'm sorry, Robin. Why, I need Fred walking around helping? <laughs> no, if I'm sick, I want you all to be sick with me. <laughs> I don't want to be alone in this. Yeah. Yeah, but I was trying to convince Beth. I'll quit the show today and just go off to Montana. Beth will milk the cows and raise the crops while <laughs> I ring the dinner what bell. cows? Well, we have to get cows for the milk. <laughs> oh. Hey, Greg, what up? No, oh, I'm not. I, I don't know what this guy's doing. Not putting up with that. No, I'm not. So many things to talk about. I saw that uh, that guy from the actor's studio died. James Lipton. James Lipton. I like that guy. I mean, his show, he asked me to do it a bunch of times. I know, and you'll never get the chance now. Which is fine. I didn't want to do it. I turned it down several times. But, you know, actors liked it because they got their asses kissed. Uh, and, you know, I, I used to watch it once in a while. But I liked it. I, I hadn't seen it in the last few years i you know i fell off my regular watching mm. but i always liked that show well i used to always run into james lipton and his wife out in the hamptons they'd have these movie screenings or some kind of thing and he was always there and the guy wore the same thing every time i saw him he had a um fishing vest like one of those hunting vests you know he was always wearing that vest and he'd show up with his very attractive wife pretty woman and uh they were a nice couple, and he'd always say hello to me. Hello, Howard. And uh, he, you know, and he dyed his hair and his beard. Was yes, jet he black. did. It was jet black, and he was 93 or yeah. something at the time of death. But, you know, it kind of worked on him because he couldn't really. I didn't think he was 93. I was like, hey, look at that jet black hair. But, I mean, I knew he was dying it. It was a pretty bad dye job. But uh, I liked the guy. He was a nice guy. And he never bothered me when he saw me about doing his show. Like, he never... He didn't hock you. Yeah, and I thought he was like some kind of guy who never acted or anything. But then I was reading his obituary. And it turns out he had a long run on soap operas. He was an actor. In fact, the guy was 93. 
He he was one of the original guys on the Lone Ranger radio show. Yes, I just read that. Yeah, he played like a like a. Sm- he played the Lone Ranger's nephew. <laughs> whoever that was. Well, you don't remember him. <laughs> Schmanto was his name. <laughs> Schmacko, I think. But uh, yeah, he he played that. But I was actually shocked to learn that he was a head writer on many hit TV shows, yes. including The Doctors, which was like a soap opera. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, that soap opera writing isn't easy because they got to turn out scripts all year. That's correct. And he did uh, a lot of a lot of hit soap operas. He was on soap operas for a while. He did uh, several parts. And then I guess he became a professor of acting at uh, this actor studio. Yeah. Yeah. He started the actor studio, but I think it was like a Long Island college or something that he did it from. And uh-huh. He started that, and it got more popular, and then he started to televise it. And they always had big names like Paul Newman in the beginning. And yeah, people loved to do that show. People loved it. Bradley Cooper was a student there and then eventually was a guest on the show. So anyway, the uh, and then his big thing was when he'd interview actors, he'd say, my hero, Bernard Pivot, the famous French <laughs> interviewer. <laughs> Remember Bernard Pivot? I love it. I was like, who the hell is Bernard Pivot? Was his hero. He go, my hero, Bernard Pivot. He asks, uh, he has a list of 10 questions that he would ask. And I'm going to ask them to you now. What is your favorite word? And then the guy would go, you know, like Kiefer Sutherland was like, gravitas. It was all scripted, you know. Yeah, he gave everybody knew this. This was coming up. What is your least favorite word? Kiefer Sutherland said the N word. I know. Highly controversial. Well, back then he got away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your favorite word, Kiefer? Latin gravitas. Latin gravitas. That was my answer. That's why I never went on. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Nigger. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> By the way, in honor of James Lipton, I'm going to carry the Bernard Pivo questionnaire torch. You're going to add that to your interviews, yes. Harry Styles. Tell me, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? <laughs> what turns you off? What is your favorite curse word? What sound or noise do you love? What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? That kind of thing. And Those I'm, are awful questions. <laughs> and I'm going to ask him just like that. But wait, well, tell me, uh, what is your favorite curse word? Heil Hitler. It was funny because I was uh, listening to him in an interview and he was saying that he wanted the audience to feel like they were overhearing a conversation that could be had in his living room or in the living room of his guests. Really? And I was like, well, I would have been pretty creeped out in your living room if you did that thing where you said, and then <laughs> Bernard Pivot. you did Jaws. <laughs> Alec Baldwin's favorite curse word was ass bag. Really? Ass bag, yeah. It's not my favorite. I think mine's fuck. I think everybody's is fuck. Yeah. Remember when Ronnie was on Inside the Actor's Studio? Yes. 
New guy, huh? I'll give you some money on Tuesday. No, I haven't sold a car in a week and have no money. And what's really special, no roach coach jokes. Making the perilous transition from child actor to mature craftsman, the Actors Studio is proud to welcome Ronnie Mund. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for everything. What's the question you're going to ask? Why are so many of your films celebrations? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't even want to talk about it. Do you get Final Cut? Yeah, so. What's the problem? It's in your contracts? It's my business. Don't worry about it. Um, Fucking asshole, bald bastard also. <laughs> Hi. My name is Kevin Stevens, and I'm an actor here. I don't give a shit. Um, I was amazed tonight that you've grown up your whole life in the business. Good. And you have an amazing respect yeah. and knowledge of the audience. Oh, shut up, asswipe. I'm just wondering how that developed. I know from the test screenings and stuff like that. You know what? You can all go fuck yourself. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, that was the other thing. The kids would stand up and ask questions, and they'd say, I'm on the acting track. Yeah, how come we never saw you since then? <laughs> Bernard Pivot is alive and well, 84 years old and living in France. Just so so you know. Lipton was younger than his hero. Lipton uh, was no, older. older than his hero. Yes. And Bernard Pivot is on the phone. Yes, cool. Mr. Pivot. You American piece of shit, you mock me. I mourn the death of James Lipton. No offense, I didn't think your list of questions was all that innovative. Yeah, no offense, my favorite curse word is fuck you, you big nose cocksucking son of a bitch. <laughs> that's not a word, that's a sentence. Oh. American stupid fucking asshole. You're hey, not fuck you, kiss, Bernard Pivot. You're not fit to kiss the shit of James Lipton, you son of a bitch hey. cocksucker. Hey, man. I, I I am fit what? to kiss his feet. I'm 84 years old. I kill kick your ass, you son uh, go, go, go live in Be France. There. Big nose, American. Uh, I don't like that guy. <laughs> Bernard Pivot. <laughs> his questions were so mellow. What is your favorite word? <laughs> anyway, James Lipton, nice guy. I met him a couple of times. He's very, very lovely. Yes, I met him, too. He was a mm -hmm. big... Horse jumping enthusiast, and I used to see him at the uh, Hamptons Horse Show. There you go. And there's your music, celebrating that moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's go to Joe. Joe, you're on the air. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, so this whole coronavirus thing, the best way, to, you're right, though. You know what? If you move to Montana, so I'm out in the sticks in Connecticut. So, you know what? Like, I don't have to worry about, like, ever getting it because I'm just not around people. Well, you so could get it, it, but I'll tell you what, your odds are very, very slim of getting it. And even if yeah. you did get it because of low exposure, it'd be a mild case. Right, because he's not getting attacked every minute. Yeah, so if you're not if, if you're outside the city, you know what I mean. Like you know, you're, you're in Manhattan, so yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get it. Like you're like on ground zero. I know. Do you exactly. ever go into town for supplies, or do you grow your own? Well, see, so I can I have like walking distance to like everything I need. Like I have a gas station nearby. I can just walk down there, or I can go to a you know. It's it's when you're when you're out in the state. I'm so jealous. I love that kind of life. I love living in a small town. What do you do for a living that you can support yourself there? So I'm a car salesman, so right. I, I work in car sales. So my girlfriend works in car sales. That's where I met her. So it's See, that's where the coronavirus is going to find you. Right. I mean, well, you're you're that. seeing people. you got to see people to make a living. And those people are going to want to shake your hand, dude. Exactly. you got to shake people's hands. you yeah. got to do this. You're, you're, you're fucked, too. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I guess right. I am kind of Good fun. luck. 
Right. He thought he was safe until he talked to you. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now he's screwed. <laughs> yeah, John, go ahead. What's Hi, up? Howard. Hi, Robin. Hey. Yeah. Hey, I just want to use the example about your retirement. I really think you should retire. Uh, and you know, I like to talk about Tom Petty. He toured uh, when he had, uh, you know, when he was hurt. And he did it for his fans, but his fans would have realized, hey, take the time off. So you should really retire for your fans because we want you around. So that's all I really want to say. You know, don't do it for the guys you work with. Yeah, they can handle themselves. But for you, for us, you should really retire. Uh, well, how are you going to have him if he retires? I'll appear on TV oh, once a year. Well, you know, we'll hear him every now and again, see him on TV. But, yeah. uh, you know, hey. Because he certainly I mean, doesn't tour. I'm going to tour. I'll probably go on a get, tour. Get an Oprah type tour going. Oprah, Oprah Winfrey type tour. <laughs> what is she doing? No, I'm just saying, you know, Tom Petty should have retired. He he did it for his fans <sighs> on his last. Yeah, last, now so, he's dead. Did know, he do I it for his fans? Yeah, exactly. He probably yeah, he did, did it for himself. Why, why did he, he do that? He in a wheelchair. Yeah, he said he was going to tour in a wheelchair. Because he loved it. But it's, it's All right, John, thank you. Thank you. What is he talking about? Retire, retire, retire. Yeah. Do you care for the Alex Jones wants to talk about the coronavirus Ooh. and what's going on? Uh -oh. Really? All right, Alex, you're on. We'd love to learn what is really going on with the coronavirus. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. The dawn of race-specific biowarfare is upon us. Communist China is the globalist. As, as we know, they've been crossbreeding bats and humans for centuries. Human clones have been walking around for 50 years, and now we are seeing it all come to light under the globalist regime. Infowars.com. Infowars.com. That's a very popular theory. Howard, they've been shipping American babies off to China in vans for years with the post-birth abortions where the governor goes, we'll keep the babies comfortable. We'll take the babies and keep them comfortable. And then the mothers and then the side. And that's a permutation of taking the children and shipping them off and turning them into bat babies. Well, what you're saying is that bats and man have been mating and that caused the virus. And um, you might be onto something there. They did this in the 90s under Washington State, under Bill Gates, where they turn off your heart for five minutes, pump blood into your oxygen, into your blood, and then you're in meetings with aliens and elves in the main group. Listen, you can sit around. You can wait for the corporate-controlled FDA to release their cure. But there is an ultra-secret cure for the virus, and the globalists don't want you to know about it. Yep. All right, well, there's Alex's uh, point of view. Thank you. Yeah, you you might... want the cure? What is the cure? Well, the cure is Turbo Force X2. <laughs> it's an ancient Chinese blend of Tylenol and battery acid proven to cure coronavirus, cancer, herpes, and AIDS. 40% off Infowars.com, but don't take it from me. Just listen to one of our very satisfied Chinese customers. Hello, my name is Pong Wong. I was diagnosed with coronavirus and pronounced dead for 10 days. Then, I took InfoWars Turbo Force X2 and was instantly cured. Now I can eat all the bats I want. Yum, 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 yum. Thank you, Alex Jones. You are a genius and very handsome. Oh, thank you very much, Pong Wong. You go enjoy those bats free shipping in the continental United States. InfoWars.com. Wow. What a commercial. What was that, guys? Infowars. 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 What was that Chinese guy's name again? All right. The gentleman's name was Pong Wong. <laughs>
Infowars.com. Who does your production? I mean, the guys are genius. <laughs> okay. All right. I got to turn that off. You know, as a music DJ, that's all you have to do. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of every bad radio show I ever heard. Like, you know, they all have that, that production yeah. that just drives you mental. I mean, it, it's hard to do, but ultimately the listener is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Infowars. Woo. Sherry the nurse in Ohio. All right. Hi, this is Sherry. I'm a nurse in Ohio, and you are totally fear-mongering. It's, you're making it worse. It's not that big of a deal. What, coronavirus? Yeah, I know, I'm sure, yes. but I'm nervous about it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. My son lived in China for many years. I'm glad he's not there. But people are using hand sanitizer like it's water. They're just going to make breaks in their skin. It's going to dry their skin. That's a portal of entry. So what do we do, it's Sherry? What, if I'm being a baby, deal. what is, uh, you know, what, what do you do? Proceed as normal. Hmm. Now, what I can I touch my face? No, but it's not new. You know, I mean that's that's that should be your standard precaution anyway. Mm. Clean your hands, but man, that sanitizer. If you get a break in your skin from dry skin, you just create a portal of entry for any bacteria, not any virus, not just coronavirus. But people are being all. I know. I read Rolling Stone yesterday, and I'm going with that article. What did they say? They tweeted out an article and they basically said that, look, you know, they gave the stats on everyone who dies from the flu and other things that are around and people do die from it. But uh, they're they're saying the coronavirus is, yeah, you know, listen, you don't if you get it, you got to lay low. You got to do what you do. You don't you know, you have to, uh, you know, take care of yourself and you should survive it. But, yeah. you know, I, I go to the CDC site every day because I work for the VA. I shouldn't say that probably, but I work for the VA the radius is six feet. If somebody's hacking and you're within six feet, well, I'd be pissed off anyway, but that's the most common way to get it. But don't be around people that are hacking and not having the courtesy to cover their mouth. Then people say, oh, it can live on surfaces. Well, that's a very remote chance of transmission. Hmm. All right. You know, so you're calming me down. Thank you. You're a nurse or a nurse practitioner? I'm a registered nurse. Hmm. I'm not a practitioner. But I stay on top of it because I see this this fear on my social media and my family, and I say, slow down. Uh, and I'm at the age of 55, so I feel like I'm vulnerable. Yeah, sure. But I guess if so, you get it, you'll just lay it out in bed, and you'll uh, drink plenty of fluids and do that, right? Yeah, just be smart about it. Yeah. Yes. Right. Zero, I have zero fear. Now, the retarded flu, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, shoo-shoo retarded flu. Thank you, Sherry. <laughs> Sirius put up signs reminding people to wash their hands. Who was I it? said these are Sal signs because they give you instructions as well. Remember I told you Sal was in big trouble because he Prelevant. was on the air here with me with Ronnie. Ronnie was saying he won't eat at Chinese restaurants. Chong Charlie. And Sal said he was nervous about, you know. BTS being in the building. All Asian people, anything. It doesn't you know. matter if they were Korean or not. Anyway, so Sal yesterday... You know, a whole bunch of it was. I was actually shocked that a whole bunch of newspaper articles came out. Yeah, about Sal and Ronnie being racist. I was shocked as well that anyone cared. I mean, it's like you know, that was just like shocking in itself that somebody would waste time writing articles about them. And I think they're right. They're doing a follow up article on Benji about that he's overweight. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was, with Sal, I saw him at the elevator. 
the day after that conversation. And he had this weird look in his face. And I said, what's wrong with you? Oh, Variety's calling me a racist. Mm. Hey, Sal, come on in here. I'm a creep. So Sal was all upset. I'm a racist. Let me get him in here. Sal was correct when that uh, human resources person asked him what would people say about him if they uh, were talking about him around the office. He said they'd say I was a racist. Hey, Sal. Hey, how are you? Weren't you shocked there were so many articles about you being a racist? It's ridiculous. I mean, my God, slow news day, apparently. I heard a reporter called asking you to issue an apology. Yeah. Uh, how would you do with that? He was very, very nice. And he said uh, he would issue, um, put a statement out. He said he wasn't pleased with the way the piece went. And by the way, that guy. Yeah. He's one of our guys. We were fucking with you. Are you kidding me? No. Nope. <laughs> you just can't win, can you? We had so much fun. Fuck was Sal was a nervous wreck because my hands are shaking. Right? I know because Variety called him a racist. Yeah. So, so we said, "Oh, this is great. We're going to scam Sal." Oh my god! So it, we, he didn't see this coming. No, no Gary I said, called I, me I, in the I morning. Said, I said, "We can't do that to Sal because he's going to know it. Yeah. He's going to know it's not a reporter." Gary goes, "He won't have a clue." <laughs> <laughs> he falls for it every time. I'm an idiot. Can I sit down? We have the tape. You want to hear it? I need to sit down. All right, sit down. Why do you need to sit down? I'm just like, well, this whole thing is just been so fucking crazy. I you, told you he's I'm been okay. a mess. Well, get on mic. Because of it. Get on mic. All right. All right. No, all right. I'll just... Just stand up. You're fine. I'm an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> I need a chair. He wants to sit down. Get me a chair, Gary. A bonable. Well, you've been upset that you're a racist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're upset about it. Yes. He said to me, Variety called me a racist. I said, good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what Thanks, else is Robin? <laughs> Did they say right. he was stupid, too? <laughs> no, you guys yeah. are saying it right now. That I know. I know I'm stupid. <laughs> so here, Sal, with your permission, I will play Sal talking to another reporter, which was really one of our guys. Uh, uh, thank you. You okay yeah. with this? Yeah, I got it. Right. Oof. Poor see. thing. I know. Sal's going, <laughs> Sal is so upset. And, and Sal goes, I don't want to, to talk to another reporter. Right. <laughs> and Gary goes, no, you better. Howard says it'll uh, it'll help you or something. Oh, wow. You know? yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'll get it. I yeah, Shuli and I were laughing about this in the elevator when yeah. we left. <laughs> another gut buster, Shuli. <laughs> if I had some notes on this, but I can't find them. Hold on. Take your time, please. Yeah, not here. Where do, where do you have to go? All right, let's move on. Next <laughs> segment. All right. Thank you. Of course, the thing I need in here. All right, so uh, here we go. Mm. So we put our own guy up to this. To, to make this seem as real as possible, we had Gary call Sal from home, and he uh -huh. told Sal the only way to make things right was <clears throat> to drop everything he was doing and call the reporter. Did J.D. know about this? Yeah. He came up to me every day and asking me how I'm feeling. <laughs> well, he's got to keep it going. He's part of the team. This is like almost Ooh. like it's like a surprise party. Ooh. But at the end, it's like you're, you're fucked. It's not a party. <laughs> like everybody's in on it. Sal was immediately Ooh. combative about the whole thing. Here he is arguing with Gary on a phone call that he doesn't want to talk to the reporter. Okay. <clears throat> and you can call him and he'll just ask you a couple of questions and you'll just kind of try to fix this whole thing. No, I'm not going to. I'm not talking to him. I'm letting us. I, there's nothing to fix. Fuck him. This well, is ridiculous. I mean, I mean, this guy. If there is something to fix. Because, listen, it, it's a comedic know, show. We were talking. I understand. I we, live in, we live in a different world. 
This is just and not. Oh my God! You got to be kidding me! I just want this fucking thing to die. It's so stupid. It's getting out of control. I think that if you speak to this guy, this will make it die. Oh. Uh, they're trying to help you out on this, so let's just get this done and put this in bed. Well, the sow is all hooked in. It was terrible. Because I was waiting for this just to, I'm like, it's just going to go away eventually. And and then Gary calls me. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to start this fire again. (laughs) Well, we did. (sighs) I know. Thanks. So I got on the phone with the reporter who was, of course, recording the conversation on his end. And that's when we turned the screws even more. The repo- mm. Yeah, the reporter told Sal that his publication was planning to release an even more scathing article with quotes from a variety of industry bigwigs, including oh. the mayor of Hollywood. By the way, there is no there mayor. Is no, Hollywood isn't his city. Yeah, well, I said to these guys, I said, well, if you say mayor of Hollywood, Sal's going to know it's a scam. And he goes, no, they go, no, he won't. <laughs> I, I, I'm finding out right now there's not a mayor of Hollywood right now. Right. Why would there should be a mayor in Hollywood? It's a dump. Here, here we go. Sal, good. Thanks for turning the call so quickly. How you doing? I don't know. I mean, I, I just spoke to Gary Delavante, and he says it's in my best interest to call you. So I'm doing this, um, you know, out of respect to Sirius. Yeah. And obviously Howard. Um, I mean, you know. I, I want to get out of the way that I'm a fan of the show and a fan of yours. So where I'm coming from is that I want to help you kind of clean it up. That's off the record. So, like, NBC News, Daily Beast, Hollywood Reporter, they're all picking up on it. I'm trying to say internally here. Uh, to like let it go but people like is quoted they got a quote from the mayor of hollywood so i've got them to print if you're willing an article kind of like about your statements and response do you think this is something you'd be willing to to go on the record with and clean up i mean yeah yeah why not and you know when sal tries to clean up his image it always goes oh, you know how his apologies work they're brilliant yeah so the reporter then asked sal can, do you have any positive experiences with the Asian people? And Sal, of course, went through every cliche in the book, including <laughs> I have a lot of Asian friends. So, we Where? <laughs> I was asked. What am I supposed to say? I don't know any Asians. Just if you could sort of start with, like, what's been your experience with Asian people in general? And can you give some, like, positive examples of your experience with Asians? Yeah. Well, it's always been, it's always been super positive. Mm-hmm. Super positive. Um, I love Chinese food. I love... Um, you know, I love all types of Asian food. I have a lot of Asian friends. Uh, the, yeah, the, the, I haven't. Oh, when I worked on Wall Street, some of my my closest friends were Asian people. Um, love the Asian culture, all of it. Wow. Well, that problem solved. Chinese food right <laughs> up the top. Right. <laughs> well, I'm still eating it. Chinese food, Asian food. <laughs> yeah, I had hibachi the other day. Hibachi. <laughs> the reporter then goes, I just love listening to South trying to dig himself out of a hole. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it, 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 come on, it's the best. Oh, and you think he's going to remember something profound. He goes, when I worked on Wall Street, a lot of my friends were Asian. There you go. <laughs> the reporter asked Sal if there were any Asian people he admired in Hollywood. Can I strangle this woman? <laughs> Sal's, best so- exa- Sal's best example was the old wrestling duo, Mr. Fuji and Mr. Yeah. Saido. <laughs> but he wasn't quite sure what part of Asia they were from. Here we go, Sal digging himself out of the hole. Do you have any Asian people in Hollywood that you admire? Whether you know them or just admire them from, from afar? This has become kind of a Hollywood Asian story. people in Hollywood. Hmm. Oh, um, what was it? The um, For wrestling, one of my favorite tag teams was um, Mr. Fuji and Mr. S- uh, Saido. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. Tell me about them. Yeah, they were a Japanese tag team, 
Richard, was Mr. Fujin Saito Japanese or Chinese? No, Ch Japanese, right? Uh, I can love. Yeah, just double check. When I was a kid, I loved them. They were so great, so entertaining. Problem solved. You're not a racist. There you go. You love Mr. Saito <sighs> and Mr. Fuji. I did. And Sal had a struggle quick to find another Asian celebrity he really admired, but he came up with one. Okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, it could be like, I don't know. Just Pat Morita was, oh my God, he was huh. amazing. For Karate Kid. Pat Morita back in the happy days. So you're not a racist. You love Pat Morita. Of course. Yeah. Days. Sure. And then he ended up on um, the uh, Karate Kid series. And Pat Morita, he was so damn funny. He was also in The Odd Couple. He was phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. You do have a great understanding. A big following. Yeah. Pat Morita, yeah, I loved him. <laughs> God rest his soul. Right. I thought he'd come up with hop sing or something. Isn't that a soup? Would... Right. Hop sing. Even um, hop your ass out of here. Even the guy we used to have on from the Ku Klux Klan loved Eddie Murphy movies. So. Did he really? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So. Yeah, there you go. Eddie Murphy was his favorite. All right. <laughs> he oh. just doesn't want anything to do with him. <laughs> uh, let's see. So the conversation goes on. Sal started to get nervous as the conversation went on. He was going out of his way to try and stay. Did you feel good at, at no. this point? No. <laughs> uh, his positive. He, he he wanted to remain politically correct, so his positive statements about the Asian people kept getting more and more over the top. But he was doing <laughs> his best to hang in there. If there weren't Asians in the entertainment business, we'd be missing a lot of great stuff. It sounds like that's where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, do Asians provide a lot of great everything, mm -hmm. everything, just mm -hmm. like anybody else would. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't even matter that whether they're Asian or not, it's what they bring to the table. Yes, there are great Asian entertainers. There are great Asian doctors. There are great Asian teachers. There are great Asian cooks, just like in any any. Um, you know, any facet, uh, or, or, or any, any, um, or how can I put it? Like, um, you know, anybody from any continent, mm -hmm. you know, whether mm -hmm. it's Spanish, whether it's Italian, whether it's African American, whether it's Indian. <laughs> yeah, Asians certainly provide a tremendous amount of great things, and they bring it to this country and they bring Asian it. massage parlor, right? <laughs> yeah. To the, the, to the universe. It sounds to me like you're just, you're just hitting one. Home run after another, so. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah. You're doing good. Thank you. Would you go to an Asian massage parlor now? Now? I've never <laughs> been to one. <laughs> oh. All right. So anyway, it was finally time for one of Sal's patented apologies, where he pretends to have learned his lesson once and for all. Why are you saying pretend? I well, was. I have. Oh, go ahead. You, because you keep stepping in the same. Stepping oh, on what the same a step. Landmine. What a step. Here he goes. Do you want to sort of apologize to... Yeah, well, I do. This is what I want to say. Mm -hmm. I think every situation that happens, like this one, it's a learning experience. Right. And just, even when, like, look, I'm on a comedic show and I'm expressing myself and, you know, it's a little colorful when sometimes when we speak, you know, in this mm -hmm. industry. But I want to apologize, yes, it was done, like I said, in, in, a, in a comedic way to an extent. I was expressing myself. In the, in the future, I'm going to be a little bit more careful on how I word things. I won't be so quick to just spew things off the top of my head because right. it could hurt people, and that's not my intent. My intent is to make people smile, to take a frown and turn it upside down. You know what I mean? Wow. There's nothing wrong with that. I think after, like, 40 more apologies, you'll be fully <laughs> learned in this area. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Listen, if it makes you feel any better, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy running around here because a lot of people are thinking like you do. I, I, like, like Ronnie said, as right. much as people are saying, hey, you know, don't be silly, they're not going to Chinese restaurants. Right, they're, they're sitting empty. Uh, right. I saw an article in the Times about it. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one who feels this way. Right. I, I, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, this place, uh, there's executives but, that are being quarantined. But know? what I'm trying to tell you is that, you know, if you see an Asian person, that means they have coronavirus. That's, That's what I'm trying to tell yes, you. Yes, and it wasn't. Yes, you're right. Okay, Because that leads gonna... to mass pandemonium and people getting crazy. Right. I walked into the lobby and that band was there and I didn't say specifically the band had corona but i said when you have a band coming in from another continent that continent was i understand i said this is this is serious all right all right no but it happened to be that band and and all of a sudden you know i got linked to the specifically to the band (laughs) yes you did yeah Yeah. and i what is he saying howard he still doesn't get it he's saying i get it Robin, probably not. Just leave <laughs> what do you get? What is it? What are you going to do? I'm saying that you listen. Planes, trains, and automobiles with the pandemic. Stay away. That's it. You have to play it safe. We're all saying that. Right. If you're traveling, all right, all uh, right. Anyway, so planes, Sal gets trains, an idiot. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Robin, <laughs> I'm an you don't idiot. get that, Robin. I'm going to say <laughs> that from now on. Planes, trains, I'm and yeah, hop on one. <laughs> anyway, so Sal apologized to the make believe reporter, and he did a you know he, that was his apology, and then. Richard, of course, left the microphone running after Sal got off the phone with okay. the reporter. And that's when the real Sal came back in full Ooh, force. The and, real uh, Sal? Well, you know what I mean. You were just fucking pissed. Of course. I was scared shitless. I'm all well, over the press. Nice. Here's Sal. Well, nice knowing you, boys. Why? Well, what's going on? I can't that was this. fucking just now. They, I, I, they, they want an apology. I just made an apology. And... Uh, yeah, but it should be over if you apologize. Don't you understand how this works? For, you, first, they put the news story out. Does this remind you of the Three Stooges? <laughs> Sal and Richard analyzing what's going on? Or like the honeymooners? Oh. <laughs> it's it, Norton and Ralph. Yeah, yeah. Don't you understand what's going on, you idiot? <laughs> Two idiots. Don't you understand how this thing works? Well, here's, I, I didn't mean to stop the tape. And they want to apology. Then, after the apology, it's like, apology's not good enough, get rid of him. I apologized. I was fucking cracking a joke. I was make. I was just joking. I'm, first of all, it's not even a joke. It's the coronavirus. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. I'm a victim of circumstance. Right. Did you just agree with yourself? <laughs> I think I did a little. Yeah. Sal's rant continued. He said he was done going on air forever. Oh. And he doubled down on his initial comments. Here he goes. You know, I'm just going to, no more air. Don't need to be on the air. Don't need to open my fucking mouth on the air anymore. God forbid you say one thing. People are dropping dead left and right. I have a concern because people are traveling from out of the country. And boom, who gets into variety? I do. Yeah, but down the road, people see that maybe you were right. Of course I was right. I was right that we have to be careful because this is a pandemic. Even Howard said that. Uh, Are you going to be okay? Fine. Whatever. It's over. What's over? Everything. This is what someone said to me today. I think it was Jason. We were in our meeting and he goes, you know, Howard, I now understand why you don't let any of us talk to the press. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is your fault, you bonehead. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for Fred. 
Anyway, Sal was convinced at the end of this that this was the end of his career. He oh, was, yeah. The day I saw him, I, I later knew that Sal thought this was over. He was going to be, shot, you know, shown out of the building. No, Sal, we're not going to fire you for being stupid. It's okay. It's over, Johnny. I said, you know, you're working on the Howard Stern show, it's an, uh, you know, an asset yeah. to be stupid. As long as you continue to be an idiot, <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, you're here. The older you get, the dumber you get. <laughs> Here's Sal complaining that his career is over. If this is even a career, <laughs> I, I apologized, and you know, now the apology is going to go out. Now it's going to flare up all over the media again, and then yeah, that's it. Hasta la vista, Sal Governale. That's uh, all. Try not to worry too much, honey. I think you'll be all right. It sounded like a sincere apology to me. I was sincere. I'm not saying <laughs> I was sincere, but I'm saying like I told Gary, just let this fucking thing die. But now I have to do damage control. I don't know. Why do I have to do this shit? <laughs> Uh, you apologize. You should be good. I don't uh, want to see you stressed out, honey. Uh, that's it. I don't know why I keep getting lumped into this shit. I don't know why. I do like everybody. I can't even enjoy my bagel. I'm disgusted. Yeah. You know, while I'm listening to this, I'm trying to determine which of the stooges they are. I know. Well, I, I think, am because Richard's the asshole taping me. He's all to feel better. I think Sal is like Mo. You think? <laughs> yeah. Although or, or he might be curly. He and might Richard be curly. Might, Richard might be Mo. I'm Howard. thinking Richard is Larry. <laughs> I love that Richard still calls Sal honey when they're talking. <laughs> Nobody yeah. bats an eye. As he's recording me. Well, that's so silly. Yeah. Well, <sighs> you wow. want to hear from Mike? He says you're a disgrace to the Italian people. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Mike. Hey now. Hey now. Howard, big fan. Fred, you're awesome. Sal, you are a disgrace to the Italian race. You're so dumb that you didn't even fucking say George Decay. Are you a dummy? Oh, that's a good one. I, didn't I was say thinking George. he oh, would have said that, yeah. You know, I don't... Uh, that's a good one. That's you should have said I'm best friends with George Takei. Well, I'm really not, but... You well, know. you should have. Yeah, you know him. That's a good one. I don't want... Yeah, Mr. Saido. How do you not love Mr. Fuji, Mr. Saido, Mike? <laughs> yeah. So did I. So you're the same shithead as me. Fuck off. <laughs> no, you're a disgrace to the You're a disgrace. Race. You're as dumb as your old man, you fucking retard. You see, you see, see this type of judgment? Isn't this what we're supposed to be against? This right. type of judgment? Yeah, absolutely. So isn't that hypocritical right I'm now? I'm all Italian. I'm no, all you're Italian. not. You're all you're asshole. This guy's 100% Italian. <laughs> He's 100% shithead. Are you 100%? Am I? Manju Pichalik, you dumb fuck. <laughs> he said eat his cock. <laughs> well, you see what happened to uh, Chris Matthews? They threw him off MSNBC. Yeah, you couldn't did. save him. I like that guy. Yeah, he was entertaining. I always watch him, but evidently he was saying inappropriate things to some of the women who he interviewed. Yeah. Uh, and then they were getting on him because he compared Bernie Sanders' march through uh, the election or through the primaries like a march like the Hitler. Nazis. The Nazi That's, march. You're right. Come on. Even I know that. It's crazy. Even you know what? That's horrible. You don't do that. <laughs> you what don't did say that? Do? No, you don't make that. You know you would have said this. I never you. would have ever said that. Well, ever. you never would get a show on MSNBC anyway. That's true. So you don't That's have to worry true. about You don't that. have an opinion about the right. Democratic primary. Yeah, Bernie's old as shit. He's clueless. Get him out of there. Let's get Bloomberg in. That's my well, opinion. Yeah, I mean, or Biden. Yeah. Well, Biden's up there, too. He's a little... Biden is, old, is as old, yeah. yeah and yeah. so is Bloomberg.
Bloomberg's what? 78. Yeah, they're all about the but same. But Bloomberg age. proved himself already. His track record. He did the impossible. He cleaned up New York City. I'm he made with it you. spotless. Nobody's ever done that. He's done the impossible. So if he's cleaned up this little place, what can he do for the for the rest of the country? Oh, well, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Well, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what the hell happens. So you never learn your lesson. You're just going to say something until you say something stupid. Nope. I love uh, I love everyone. <laughs> right. That's it. I, yeah. Anyway, so Sal, um, <laughs> look, Sal, he's you probably been sweating for days now. You and Ronnie the other day represent the paranoia that's going Ching on Chong in the country. Charlie. Right. Um, for better or worse. And uh, as I pointed out, yeah, you're you're you understand that it's not a good thing that that's what you represent. Right. What? See, he can't follow you. <laughs> Robin. Are you going to vote for Trump again or are you going to vote for? Uh, one I of don't know. Guys? I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to see Bloomberg in there. You know, it's just this whole thing is so difficult. So difficult. You know who's angry with you? Asian Pete. Oh, oh no! no. He's on the I phone right Asian now. P. Asian Pete, hi. You fucking know I got at home. Oh no! Right. For you, I go to close. You mean Sal? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you made me angry. And Sal, and Sal, uh, yeah, Sal said that. Yes, yeah, you guess. Yes. Do not let me go down there to bring you your old hammer. I know. I'm well, sorry about that. I'll, I missed that one. <laughs> oh, come on, Robin. Don't make the guy feel bad. Are you away, huh? All right, Pete. Thank you. <laughs> I caught the last one. <laughs> what do you say? Are you well hung? <laughs> oh, I caught it. You made me angry. I'm making a mess. Sorry, yeah. Pete. Yeah. All right, Pete. Uh, All right, Pete. Thank you. There were a couple of emails, people. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on from that. We we got the point. Let's see what they had to say. People like Harry Styles. Yeah, God, that cover was amazing. Sledgehammer. Yes. Yeah, I know. I went and listened to it. It was so good. I I, I played it a couple of times. What'd you say, Robin? The girl who was doubling him. That sounded yeah. so good. It sounds so it was so much fun to watch. Yeah. People love uh the hearing from Harry Styles. A lot of people said, you know, they didn't really know much about him and they enjoyed listening to him and listening to the music. Uh yeah, I'm really impressed with Harry's performance on the show. His take on Sledgehammer was great. Really a, a great band, the drummer. Very oh, she was she good. Man. God, so what good. a girl. Yeah, she yeah. was Slapping the hell out of those drums. Yeah. yeah. And Howard, high praise to your sound team. My God. Out and through the speakers, it just sounded amazing. We do have the best sound team. It's good to see that young musicians still play instruments and Harry's band did it well. Well, yeah. this one. Uh, thank you, Howard, for that excellent interview with Harry Styles and then capping it off with great music. Sledgehammer was fantastic. The band sounded so good. Uh, and this guy, like me, says uh, he listened to it 10 times already today, the Sledgehammers. Uh, an excellent performance. So. Um, Harry Styles getting uh, high marks for yesterday. You know what else got high marks before we get to you, Sal? Um, the new Rocky Pendergast call. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the new people Rocky. Love that. So good. People loved uh, Live with Kathy. Uh, <laughs> as you remember, Rocky went back in time to battle Hitler. 
on Kathy a Kathy radio- didn't flinch when she heard that. <laughs> the new Rocky Pendergast call was amazing. Hotsy Totsy Nazi Party was my favorite line. You guys are amazing. Rocky's time traveling Nazi killing segment was one of the hardest I have ever laughed at. I truly never heard anything so brilliantly funny. Thank you. Kathy is so wonderfully dumb. Does she understand that what Rocky is doing? I love this prank phone call. There is nothing better than Rocky Pendergast. Um, and speaking of Chris Wilding, one listener had an interesting take on his value to this country because he is from Canada. Chris Wilding offered to give medicated Pete a blowjob and then dug out high-pitched Eric's disgusting penis. It just goes to show how we need immigrants in this country to do the shitty jobs that Americans aren't willing to do. <laughs> They're absolutely right. No American stepped up to do that. And then finally, the fans weighed in on Ronnie defending his comments about avoiding Chinese restaurants during the coronavirus scare. My wife is Chinese and her parents run a Chinese restaurant. Everyone they make, everything they make here is either grown or raised in America. Everyone that works there was born in America. Wise up, Ronnie, which is true. Yes. <laughs> Ronnie is like Archie Bunker. He somehow grandfathered in to say crazy racist shit like Ching Chong Charlie. Ching Chong Charlie. <laughs> Hearing him laugh as he uh, as he says it makes it even funnier. <laughs> Ching Chong Charlie. He was laughing at me on the way in here. Yeah. Like he I was it. going to the chair. Meanwhile, he's Mr. Ching Chong Charlie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all good. We received a call on Monday from a mother who was contemplating sending her son to Japan to study abroad. abroad. Uh, This was yesterday. Another listener had some insight. My son and his wife are working in Japan. They have closed all the schools and have given workers the option of working from home. They have also closed Disney in Tokyo. That mom who called in asking if she should keep her son home or not should keep her son home. They have enough chaos going on over there. Send Sal there instead. Uh, it doesn't matter if they were Korean or not. Oh, God. Yes, Tim, go ahead in Florida. Hey, Howard, can you not the can you play the apology of Sal talking about uh, Miss Howard Stern and her black baby? Not the actual apology, but the behind the scenes. Oh, that God. That would be the exact same thing as the... Yeah, I know. It would take me a long time here, and I'm already behind, and Sal has suffered enough. <laughs> Okay, maybe uh, Rasan will play it on. Yeah, on, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get those guys to replay it on wrap-up. It's the best. All right, sounds good. Thank you very much. I heard John Hine memorized your entire apology. Did he? Really? About, really? about the uh, black, when you got in trouble uh, for saying. Um, this is sound. Yeah, right Andrew. Oh, there it is. And unfortunately, yesterday on the wrap-up show, I made a few comments that some considered to be racist and offensive. If I did offend you, I deeply apologize from the bottom of my heart. What I was simply trying to do was make a joke over the fact that white women generally don't have sex with black men. It was simply a joke. And the joke got out of hand because in this situation, it was truth. People were offended. It doesn't matter what type of baby you have, whether it be white, black, Italian. The important thing here that we can learn from this is, A, you shouldn't drink drink 